Hi, everyone, and thank you for joining us for this week's podcast. This is Fairbors Paksaresh, Director of the Department of Human Services. Hello, this is Lisa Lent, Deputy Director at DHS. Uh, during the past couple of weeks, we've invited our program directors to talk about each of their programs and how they've responded to the COVID-19 public health crisis. And you may remember that the two programs that we talked with were vocational rehabilitation and self-sufficiency. If you've missed those podcasts, um, you can always access them through whatever mechanism that you access your podcast and listen to them. This week, we're actually taking a pause from talking to the program directors because you brought to our attention some issues that you wanted us to cover, perhaps questions that you had or things that you were concerned about. So we're specifically going to cover four different things. What is the plan for reopening Oregon and what does it mean to DHS? What about the personal protective equipment or PPE? Uh, what's the budget impact of the pandemic to DHS? And then the steps that we're taking to support our providers during this pandemic. Thanks, Fairbors. I wanted to just set a little bit of context for where we find ourselves this week. I think you've all been hearing about other states that are starting to reopen their economies and the obvious concerns that go along with that. As you may have heard, our governor is finalizing a framework for restarting public life and business in Oregon. That framework is based on science and data. And I should also mention that Oregon is part of a pact among Western states, including California, Washington, Nevada, and Colorado, for modifying stay-at-home orders and fighting COVID-19. Those five states have committed to a shared vision and common purpose, and individual paths forward tailored to the needs of the states to reopen their communities and economies and prepare for a safe return to public life. Our governor has presented a plan with multiple phases for lifting the stay-at-home restrictions. You might recall she recently lifted restrictions for non-urgent medical procedures. Last Friday, Governor Brown announced details about two foundational elements of her framework to take the next steps to reopen Oregon safely, testing and contact tracing. Our governor has been emphasizing that we'll be living with the virus until there is immunity, which may be many, many months away. Obviously, these decisions and these next steps will impact how we do our business at the Department of Human Services. While the governor's plan covers reopening Oregon, we are focusing on how we're going to deal with state government and DHS. We never closed down. We continue to do business, but our business and our service delivery model has changed somewhat. The governor's plan for reopening Oregon has three phases, and these fa three phases are structured in a way to make sure that after we get to phase one, we make sure that that flattening curve of the COVID positive cases do not begin to take a surge, making sure that we still manage the spread of the virus. And then when we see that those things are happening, then we can move to phase two and ultimately to phase three. These phases are dependent on increased testing and contact tracing meaning that we will have many more numbers of tests and then immediately as we begin to find out and if there is someone who has tested positive and who they've been in contact with those people would be identified and managed so that this virus does not spread so to summarize i would say that in the near term we are not going to see any changes in teleworking all those who can telework will continue to do so most likely through all three phases 
We will be following the guidance for those staff that are at high risk for COVID-19. Uh, we will have provisions for face covering, cleaning, visitor tracking, and physical distancing. So basically, as we move forward with opening Oregon, we are also going to align what we do in the state government and in DHS to make sure that we are in alignment with the governor's plan and governor's directives. So a key part of the, moving into this next phase is where PPE fits in. So I think we all um, are being accustomed to the term personal protective equipment. As you all know, it's still very difficult to acquire. We know there's a need for masks and gloves in particular in the field, as well as disinfectants. It's one of the most challenging parts of being in an agency that's an essential function and must stay open to the public while finding ways to protect staff and, and folks that are coming in to see us. We are on the lookout for PPE and cleaning supplies. So far, we've distributed more than 12,500 surgical masks and 4,300 gloves to our offices for staff providing direct and person-to-person -person services to clients. We also have asked the Oregon Department of Corrections to make 10,000 cloth face coverings for staff. We expect that first shipment any day, um, and then we'll be distributing that across the state. We've installed more than 300 sneeze guards in local offices. And as you all know, the demand still outweighs the supplies, and we are managing with some strict guidelines for the distribution and use of PPE to preserve and prioritize that limited supply. We do have some good news on the sanitizer front. The state has begun to receive a steady supply of hand sanitizer. The Agency Operations Center, or the AOC, is working with facilities on acquiring and distributing that sanitizer. And just to give you a sense of the volume, we've ordered 8,000 gallons that will be packaged in various quantities. And as we again look towards PPE, we're trying to develop some uh, what we're calling burn rate, so identifying how quickly we're moving through the gloves and masks that we do have and working to shore up that supply. So we may be sending out surveys or inquiries over the next few weeks as we really try to identify what the need is going forward. In addition, our Occupational Health, Safety, and Emergency Management, or OSHA team, is reassessing operations this week to ensure that we can better meet the needs of both DHS internal operations and our external mass care operations through the State Emergency Coordination Center. I wanted to take just a few moments and talk about the budget impact of this pandemic and the shutdown that we've been going through. I know that many of you are concerned about issues such as furloughs and layoffs. We all know that the shuttering of Oregon economy and the cost of this pandemic has impacted the state deeply. Basically, the state operating funds come through the taxes that are paid, and taxes are generated by people working. And as we know, there are several hundred thousands Oregonians that are currently out of work. So not only are they suffering, but that also the money that is necessary to run a state government is not being generated. We are still in the initial stages of trying to figure out exactly what the extent of this budget reductions will be. And we are all waiting for the May 20th economic forecast or revenue forecast that forecasts the shortage of revenue in this case and what that may mean to uh, the rest of this biennium and how can we actually close this biennium because as we all know, the state budget has to be balanced. The other thing that uh, you all have heard is that the governor has asked the state agencies to do an exercise, a reduction exercise of eight and a half percent. 
that eight and a half percent actually is more than that because we are almost halfway through the biennium. And in the case of DHS, because two thirds of our funds come from the federal government, from every dollar in state funds that we cut, we are also losing $2 in federal revenue. So the question has been, what about the rainy day fund and what about the reserves? Those things are absolutely in the play and they will be looked at before you know, some other considerations are made. And frankly, while we do have the May forecast, there's also another forecast that's coming several months later in September. And what happens in that forecast also determines the path that the state needs to take as long as balancing the budget. As far as furloughs and layoffs, DHS's objective and strategy is to do all we can to avoid layoffs, but it may get, depending on how deep the cuts are and depending on what the revenue forecast, this one and the following one shows, we may not be able to balance the budget without some of those strategies and without actually putting some positions on the table. Again, our first strategy would be looking at all of the vacancies that we have, perhaps slowing down hiring, and then some of it relates to our conversation with our labor partners if there are conversations around furloughs, et cetera. But again, all of this is down the road. Right now, there's not enough information for any concrete decisions to be made after we get the dollar amount, or at least the estimate from the May revenue forecast, those decisions will begin to take shape and we'll communicate those to you as soon as they become available. As you can imagine, with the information that Fairboris just shared, our providers are also very concerned about our budget. And as you all know, we depend heavily on our contracted providers to meet Oregonians' needs in mostly local communities. Providers were struggling before with wages and training and many other issues, so they're definitely worried about how cuts to the DHS budget may impact them. And just by way of example, we did a call last Friday or a webinar with our stakeholders and had roughly 900 people participate. So just to illustrate the level of interest from our provider community about how DHS is responding to the COVID-19 crisis. Internally, we're launching a CARES uh, Act Provider Sustainability Work Group later this month in order to provide recommendations to fairboards on how to address provider payment strategies during this time. As some of you may know, the CARES Act established the Coronavirus Relief Fund at the federal level and appropriated $150 billion to that fund. Under it, the fund is to be used to make payments for specified uses to states and certain local governments, D.C. and U.S. territories. $1.6 billion of that relief fund has been allocated to Oregon. So to support DHS programs and our mission, it's necessary that we identify opportunities within the CARES Act Relief Fund to help our providers um, and help deliver services to Oregonians. In addition, DHS providers are at risk of closure because they've lost revenue um, as a result of the response, whether that be physical distancing, lack of services to provide, et cetera, which obviously jeopardizes community member access to those needed services. Short-term planning, monitoring, and coordination across DHS program areas is required so that we track funding opportunities that are available and ensure DHS providers that are at risk due to COVID-19 remain financially viable to continue to provide services to the communities we all serve. What Liesl just shared highlights the amount of suffering that's occurring in the community, not, by only, not only by those who have lost their jobs or are anxious about what the future may hold, 
but also about small businesses, nonprofits that are on the verge of insolvency and perhaps cannot pay wages, do not know what the future brings. And I know that many of you are concerned as well. What does this mean to my job? What does this mean to my income? And while we don't really have concrete answers to those, we also know that we have managed through budget cuts and uh, reductions before. This one, I admit, it is a bit different because we don't necessarily know what the next few months are going to look like. Uh, to the extent that this economy can rebound, we can be in a much better shape. And the rebound of that economy is directly related to how well we collectively do to stop the spread of this virus, meaning that we need to be diligent in that physical distancing, in those basic infection control practices, and also making sure that we're doing everything that we can to maintain uh, these practices and stop the further spread of this virus. At the end of the day, I am hopeful that uh, we will manage through this thing. We've always found a way to work through these things, and we still have a responsibility to serve the many people that are suffering and will suffer through this pandemic. I want to close by sharing this quote from Helen Keller, who said, optimism is the faith that leads to achievement. Nothing can be done without hope and confidence. I am confident that we're going to work through this together. And we can always have hope that we are going to come out of this thing. We're going to get past this virus and we're going to get to business of serving the one and a half million Oregonians that need our services. Thanks again for joining us and we'll be talking soon.